The I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast with John Taylor and Shan Carr. <laughs> Shall we toast, Steve? Good morning. Coffee. Oh, beautiful. And Brad Fur has the I Love Gay Palm Springs coffee mug. Cheers. Which is available not- soon uh, in stores yeah, well, when they open. We need one the size of this for Jan <laughs> and, and our special guest, Dr. Laura Rush, who is going to be rushing over to her job, taking care of people here in the Coachella Valley and really doing a terrific job of disseminating like real information. And thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a it's been a really busy week, but uh, so far, I think we're all doing OK. We're hanging in there. How is Coachella Valley doing um, as compared to the rest of Riverside County, California and like the world? Um, we're holding steady. We've been in the past couple of days, we've been increasing by about 10, 10, 12 new cases a day. I expect to see that to start kind of amping up, uh, as things progress as testing is really coming online. We've been doing a lot more testing. A lot of other places are doing testing. So we're going to be seeing more cases come available. I hadn't checked the first thing this morning on the Riverside County Department of Public Health website. They update it twice a day, so that's what I've been following in terms of how do I get my information. Uh, but the uh, they are getting ready out here, as you probably heard. Indio is building a temporary hospital. Yeah, out there to, to help with any possible surge in cases. So we're getting ready. And I, I read the uh, release that came from Eisenhower yesterday, talking yes. about about the ventilators and uh, the, you know people actually donating the money to buy 46 ventilators? Indeed, it's a start. It, I, I'm hoping they don't need a lot more, but it, that's a start and that's fantastic. People are really are really coming together in this valley. It's really nice to see. It really is. It's, it's happening everywhere. I mean, I know we like to think it's, you know, how amazing Americans are, how amazing Coachella Valleyans are, but don't you think it's just an amazing example of what humans do in crisis everywhere and with a different nuance, you know, the Italians are singing at the window more and, you know. We have drag queens doing live uh, shows. from And happy hours, virtual happy hours. I, yeah. I, hate to, I hate to say that it took a plague to get the world to come together, but if, you know, if, if that's what the end result is, then that's that's a good outcome as far as humanity is concerned, that we're coming together, everyone is supporting each other and showing each other a whole lot of love right now. And that's that's nice to see. We've just been joined by the uh, publisher of uh, Coachella Valley Independent, Jimmy Bogle. And uh, there he, you are. He's just out of there. makeup. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> And you just get the curlers out of your hair? Yeah, you just got the curlers out of his beard. <laughs> Hi, Jimmy. How is it look? It looks uh, actually, I, I, I do have a question for you. It was a question one of our readers sent in that we weren't able to get to last week. Um, ex- can you could explain why when they announced the number of cases and, you know, there's X number of cases in Riverside County, there are this many in the Coachella Valley, why they aren't city-specific? Because he thought there might be a reason for people to know there are this many cases in Palm Springs, this many cases in Indio, so we can kind of highlight where this may be being spread. Um, I, I don't know. I wish that the data was a little bit more parsed out to be that specific. I think just because it's just there's not that many cases altogether yet that we're not seeing any hot zones in Coachella Valley just yet. 
as we start increasing the amount of testing we do, they may be able to parse out that data and say, you know, Palm Springs had 25%, Indio had 25%, but right now I'm not seeing that data being provided. Um, I will ask today, I will see if I can get some more specific data uh, and find out why the answer to that, because I've been wondering that myself. Okay, great. It seems like people are really- I know we're seeing, it's, it's broken down by Valley, and yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, not by Valley, by where we are in the, I'm going to say just by where we are in Riverside County, sort of mid-towny and then, you know, out here towards the east side, it's broken out that way. Um, last I checked, all of the deaths in Riverside County were out here in, in Coachella Valley. That doesn't surprise me with the aging population that we have out here, a little bit more vulnerable population. Um, but I haven't seen today's data. I'll, I'll be looking for that. I think they should be refreshing that probably within the hour. Okay. Thank you. One of the things that's been concerning me a little bit is the kind of damage that this does that it leaves you with, a little different than the flu typically. And I heard a little bit about lung damage and a little bit about heart damage. Yeah, this one is causing some fibrosis within the lungs. There's a couple of animations that are out there that are kind of showing exactly what specific the COVID virus is doing um, and the long-term effects it's having on the lungs. So it is causing some long-term damage, like I mentioned, called fibrosis, which is a thickening and inflammation, chronic inflammation of the tissue. And obviously we don't know how that's going, how long that's going to last, if people are going to recover from that. Uh, but that's what we're seeing now as people are having their short-term recovery. Long-term, I think that remains to be seen. And is there something about the heart as well? Well, the heart is, is, you know, and the respiratory system are also closely related too. So causing long-term damage, it's because of the way it's impacting people who are immunocompromised and mm -hmm. causing so much inflammation. It's not surprising that it's causing any long-term cardiovascular effects as well. Those people seem to be more vulnerable just because they have more of an, a, a weakened immune response in general. Okay. What are you getting on the, um, on the, on the drugs that are in maybe the pipeline or they're, they're testing them at this point that, that could actually be treatments for this? Because I've heard some conflicting things about um, stuff that was used for like lupus or. Sure. There's a, I put up something on my own webpage yesterday uh, regarding there's a couple of different clinical trials that are being rushed right now. And they're looking at some medications. They're looking at a medication that's being used for HIV. They're, um, the ones that they're, everyone's talking about, that the president was talking about, is a medication that is used for people with immune issues such as lupus, uh, rheumatoid arthritis. The brand name, the trade name that people are more familiar with is Plaquenil. And they're looking at that to see if, because there, there have been some, I don't want to say studies, but some anecdotal evidence that that has been helpful has been used in other places. So they're trying to rush through some studies to see if they could start using this medication to be helpful. The issue is when we're looking at bringing new medications to market, either for off-label use or use for what it's supposed to be used for, it usually has to go through clinical trials, which can take years. And to try to bring something to market and find it useful is bypassing a lot of steps that are, are typically necessary to maintain the safety of that medication, the safety of the patients taking it. So it has to, it's, it's go slow for a reason. 
So to rush these things through, you, they really have to consider the safety. Right now, it's just anecdotal evidence and very small studies from what was used in China so far. Does that make if sense? I can, if, if, if I can add something, um, in yesterday in our daily digest, theindependent.com, we actually linked to an article from a very good science news source called The Conversation. And that article actually talked about the mad dash that some scientists are doing take existing drugs and drugs that are already in the FDA pipeline and running them through computer systems, all that kind of stuff, to see how, which ones have worked. And they've identified like 60 or possibilities, and they're really trying to focus those down and figure that out. So, a lot, you know, there are some people out It gives me comfort to know that there are some very smart people, smarter than me out there, that are actually using computers, using tests to look at the drugs that we've got now and see which ones may work either alone or in combination against this. So if you go to cvindependent.com and click on, on the Daily Digest for yesterday, uh, you can click link that article in the conversation, and I'll link to it today's as well. I'll relink to, re to it. Thanks, Jimmy. Yeah, That's awesome. Um, yeah, John, too, over on my, on my Facebook page, too, which I think you've seen, too, I've got a couple of articles that's there as well that are talking about the same thing, specifically the, uh, the current three or four trials that are being kind of rushed through right now. But I don't want to read. I want to have you tell me and make me feel better. <laughs> okay, well, actually, <clears throat> excuse me. Actually, Laura has been going live on her Facebook page. Yesterday at 530, she took on, I don't want to sound dirty, she took on like 40 women all at once, but in a like socially relevant way. And they were throwing out answers and questions and and you were amazing. And so Thank I don't know you. how frequently you're doing that, but it was really good. And, and that's it. People want to just be able to listen for a minute. And, and it makes us feel better. And it explains it. You have a great way of explaining things uh, that, that kind of demystifies it and debunks some of the, you know, fake news that's out there. Thanks. Well, if you want, um, I, I was actually going to... We, I've got something I just wanted to read from an article that I picked up today and just wanted to get your thoughts on this, um, Dr. Laura. Yeah. The article is called How the Pandemic Will End. It's from The Atlantic Magazine. I, it, it's fascinating. It's really a, a great and very lengthy article. So attitudes to health may also change for the better. The rise of HIV and AIDS completely changed sexual behavior among young people who were coming into sexual maturity at the height of the, epidepi uh, of the epidemic. Uh, the use of condoms became normalized. Testing for STDs became mainstream. Similarly, washing your hands for 20 seconds, a habit that has historically been hard to enshrine even at hospitals, may be one of those behaviors that we become so accustomed to in the course of this outbreak that we don't even think about them. Yeah. From their lips to God's ears, right? So there's nothing wrong with people becoming a little bit more hygienic. <laughs> Taking well, and there's, even beyond the hygienics of it all, I've been, so many little things I think will stick with a lot of people. I, I know it sounds stupid, but I was cleaning my kitchen and I reached for a paper towel and then I turned around and I grabbed a rag because like, I'm not going to run out of rags. I wash my whole kitchen with rags. I throw it in the dishwasher, in the washing machine. Like a lot of things about being smart to your body and your friends and your life and your social circle and the world. The environment. Yeah. You know, we're being a little bit kinder to the environment right now too. So if this is giving the earth a couple of days, a couple of weeks to heal a little bit, so be it. I mean, we have to find the silver lining in this and that people 
you know, people are hurting, people are losing jobs, but the earth is healing a little bit with less smog, less traffic, less waste. I think people, people are a little bit more conscious. The people in Venice, the people in Venice are seeing fish in the water for the first time. Like animals are roaming out and getting to breathe for a moment. I mean, there's, there are going to be some nice ramifications and it doesn't hurt to stare at that every now and again. It's, it's interesting, and I'm, I'm hoping that this is going to have much more long-term effects beneficially than negatively. Laura, could we talk about that, 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 um, that trade-off, that it appears that there, there's this trade-off or struggle that's going on between business and, and health concerns? And it just it seems so tone-deaf to me that our politicians and corporate leaders are talking about returning us back to normal so that the economy doesn't tank. And from your perspective, you can, I can't even imagine that you would think that's a good idea or anyone in your profession thinks that's a good idea. No, I, it's correct. I, you know, I, I kind of felt when the president was saying this and he made some sort of disparaging comments regarding doctors saying, we would just love to shut everything down for months. And, you know, we, we all have businesses too. And it's affecting us just as much as it is affecting other people in terms of a business. Um, it's affecting us financially as much as it's affecting everybody else. But we're looking for the for the health and the safety of the American public and of the entire world. And I understand why they're so concerned about the damage that's being done to the economy, people losing jobs, um, people then not being able to afford health insurance because they're going to lose their job, they're going to lose their insurance, it's going, to, it's going to have a spiral effect. And I get that, but if people can hold tight and just continue doing what we're doing for a few more weeks, maybe a month, things will start to get a lot better. But if, if they send everybody rushing back and we have another surge, it's going to be even worse in the long term. It is a matter of doing that now, right? Even if, it, even if it is seasonally effective, even if it does come back a year from now or whatever, eight or nine months from now, we will have had some time to get to a, a pokey thing, a vaccine. Sorry, get to a vaccine and... Sorry. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? We like, need more. No, we need an pokey thing right now. Okay, people, I'm bad, but like it's saving lives. The pokey thing will save us later, but you have to Indeed. save us now. <laughs> yeah, it's all you. It's on you. Dr. It's all me. No, no, not you. I mean, everybody, <laughs> you, the audience, right? Well, you, you know, I just keep, your answer to everything has been stay home. You it, stay home. And it's just, it's just for now. You know, it, can you imagine if this was during Christmas? Mm. You know, can you imagine if this was during the summer? You know, if, if this was happening when we were having 125 degree temperatures here in Palm Springs. So thank God it's happening when it's 70 degrees in March out here. Right. And people can get out and actually enjoy being outside. Um, yeah. it, it's not affecting sure. holiday travel. Could God only imagine, you know, how many more people would be sick if it happened then. Um, so, so we just need to sit tight a little bit longer. I'm, I'm hoping this brings also attention to when, when they have a vaccine, how important vaccines are. Okay, yes. I, you know, get the flu shot, get the COVID shot when it's out, taking care of yourself, paying attention to all of those needs, those medical needs that you need to do every single year to keep yourselves healthy. What are those mommies who won't give their kids 
a pokey thing, a virus shot, right? The anti-vaxxers. What mommy's going to say now when they don't want to vaccinate their kids? Like, are they not going to vaccinate their kids? I, this I hope this kind same of thing. shuts down. I hope this shuts down a lot of that insane thinking. I do. I, I you know, I think it's going to give people pause when they start listening to people, the anti-vaxxers out there. Like, you know, no, no, no. I think at this point, you know, if they don't go and vaccinate themselves for something like this, they really put themselves at risk, plus the entire world. It's one thing to say, I'm not getting the flu shot. It's another thing to say, I'm not getting something that's causing a worldwide pandemic. Since you're the one that's going to be saving all of us and we're doing our part, we're going to make it. But how are you doing for supplies uh, at the facilities that, that you're in contact with? Um, is there a need for stuff for us to donate for our local hospitals, like protective gear for our medical staff? Um, right now, we at Kaiser, we're okay. Um, we have enough supplies for right now. I don't know how long it's expected to last. I know we just recently unearthed some extra supplies for us, so which well, is yeah. good. Um, I don't know where we are in terms of a waiting list for getting anything else out here in Coachella we don't have our own hospital so you know we rely on Desert Regional Medical Center and and JFK those are the hospitals that we work with so supporting them obviously supporting Eisenhower supporting anything you can if you have access to supplies most of these places have numbers you could call to ask where you can donate masks and PPE um, and anything money you know for paying for for ventilators but right now we're, we're doing okay um, I'll let you know if, if that changes. I noticed there's a lot of drag queens um, sewing masks. <laughs> there is I no want to be. There's no more elastic at any of the craft shops or online. <laughs> you cannot buy the elastic to, you know, loop around the years. But I know Mario Gwilin is a, 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 a fashion designer. He's been working on, on his sewing machine. And Clay Sales has made all these brightly colored ones. But I, you know what? If someone can make me a leather-studded mask, I'd be pretty happy. <laughs> no, you better watch out what you ask for, young woman. Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> yeah. Can you through leather? Can you breathe through leather? I'm a little confused now. No, it has to <laughs> never mind. It's going to have to have a hole, but, you know, now we're going somewhere else. <laughs> can, I, can, I, can I jump in and ask a serious question? What? Uh, not that leather Sorry. is serious. Um, you mentioned earlier we, we might have to do this for another month or so. Is it really only going to be another month? Uh, I, I suspect it's going to be longer. I, I do. They, you know, they initially had said six wow. to eight weeks to 12 to 18 months. Somewhere in the middle is kind of what we hope and pray for. Um, I anticipate, you know, people are going to be doing this through at least May, possibly into June. That's this? This hunker down this? Yeah. Until okay. we start seeing, you know, we're still rising in the United States. Yeah. We, we're, yeah. we're not even close to leveling off. So we so can't the thing we're looking out. for is the rise to slow. That's like the first little thing. Is that right? this and then start coming down. And that's when we can start saying, okay, we have some optimism that this is going to be, you know, tapering off. You can look at China and they're just slowly starting to head back to, to normal. Uh, but they're far from being at a place where they can just open up the floodgates. Remember, if you know people go rushing out, we have another bloom of this infection. It's back to square one. Are they yeah. plateauing in New York City right now? Uh, there was some talk about that yesterday in the news that, that 
The news this morning just said that the rise was slowing. It's still doubling in four and a half days, but it yes. was doubling in three and doubling in two. And so that's what they said. Yeah, this so morning. yeah, the increase. And so instead of more like this, it's more like this. So mm -hmm. the curve is, you know, angling a little bit more. I don't want to say flattening, but it's, it's slowed a little bit. Um, but they're, they're, they're far from hitting a peak. When we watch the news, who should we be listening to? The Coachella Valley Independent. The Coachella Valley Independent. Dr. Rush yeah, and who else? Fauci, Fauci, Fauci. Fauci, actually, yes. I would say listening yeah. to, to Fauci. Um, I go right to the source. So I go to the cdc.gov, uh, to who, and that's where I'm getting most of my reports from. I'm kind of parsing my own data that I'm, I'm pulling up from them and looking at that information myself. Um, you know, media is going to be the media. They're, they're getting the best information that they can. Everything is going to have a bias, but try to look at the you know, most, you know, valid sources that you know. Stay away from anything you're picking up on social media. Um, I see so many crazy memes out there. Oh, um, my God. How to from take people care of you yourself. respect, right? People that I know that I have to call call them out offline and be like, get it down. That's you know, blatantly incorrect. And you know, yeah. you're, you're going to start scaring people. You're giving people false hope, or you know, swallowing and drinking gallons of apple cider vinegar and essential oils is not going to protect you. You know, if you want to do something to boost your immune system and keep your stress levels low, but please don't have people start taking things that could you know mess with or conflict with any medications that they're presently taking. So well, yesterday they kept talking about C and D, taking large amounts of vitamin C and D. Like, come on. I mean, you can't hurt yourself very easily with too much C. Oh, well, with calcium and with vitamin D, you know, too much calcium can cause a lot of problems. Oh, so, yeah. Like, you know, so absolutely. Too much of anything is not good. Um, but no, calcium and vitamin D are going to be better for people with osteopenia and osteoporosis. C um, and D. C and D, yeah. That's or cal yeah. Well, calcium. Yeah, and oh, yeah, vitamin C, if you're talking about vitamin C, um, you know, it can boost your immune system. But, you know, yeah. eating healthy, eating yeah. a good balanced diet, you shouldn't be needing to popping vitamins. Oh, we've been eating healthy. <laughs> <laughs> Have you? Well, I've had a healthy appetite. Oh, <laughs> yes. Okay, so let's end on something happy. Like, today is going to be the first time I, I, I need to leave my house for the first time in seven days. I went out <laughs> for an hour on last Thursday to grab something for the dog. But now I have to drop a key for a listing and then back away from the condo and wash the key and get back in my car. I mean, I'm a little bit intimidated to leave because I've been behaving. You're okay. I, you're, I mean, you're okay to get out of the house, you know, get in the car, go to the store, you know, keep contact with people limited to, you know, to six feet. Um, you know, I've gone out, I went out for a motorcycle ride with friends because, you know, we were maintaining a safe distance and, uh, you know, we weren't sitting there breathing and coughing on each other. So no so, riding bitch. No one, no one was riding bitch. No, <laughs> I, was, I was solo on the bike, um, but it was, and it was fine. So there are things you can do. You can get out on a bicycle if you have one, go for a bike ride with your friends. All these things are okay. I just wouldn't be standing around in, in large groups talking to people for long periods of time. You know okay. something weird? Um, I've actually gotten used to looking forward to physical therapy. I dislocated my elbow. Jan was there. She didn't catch me. It was rude. 
Um, I was um, not there. About seven weeks ago, and so I actually have physical therapy still twice a week, and they're very careful about wiping down everything after each patient or whatever. But it's actually, I'm actually looking forward to going and being tortured with my elbow uh, twice a week now because it's something, it's something that's normal and it gets me out of the house. So that's that's how weird this thing has been. Is you're you're looking forward to things that you can look forward to. It's not, you know, we're social animals. We need human contact. Laura, this you know? brings up a good point. I um, I had a couple of my close friends who, before this all happened, we saw each other all the time. My office next door to one of them. And uh, we got carry-out pizza the other night. We sat on the patio, maintained our distance. They're a couple. Maintained our distance. Um, is that risky behavior? I got social shamed for doing that a little bit. And, and I just didn't think that was unhealthy behavior to participate in with someone whom I'm close to. No, like I said, as long as you're, you know, if you get, you're healthy. No one in, in your group is, is sick and coughing. No one presumably has been exposed or is a, is a person under investigation for being positive for COVID. Most people at this point, if, if they're staying home and, and they're feeling okay, and it's been a couple of weeks now, you're probably safe to say you're not currently infected as long as you're not going out um, and, and coming in contact with people, you know, but, but staying at home with friends and family, you know, one, two, three people keeping a safe distance, not sharing food, being careful about handling, you know, food and drinks, you're probably okay. okay. We don't all have to be John Travolta in a plastic bubble, right? So, so are you... Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, but, you know, ma maintaining, it's so important to maintain, you know, like I said, human contact. So it's, you know, I'm here. My parents are staying with me. They're with me and they snowbird with me and I'm being respectful. Like they're there, they're together. But when I come home, I'm, I'm stripping off my, my scrubs, throwing everything in the wash. And then, you know, I'm not sitting at the dinner table with them, but I'll be in the room with them. And it's just because they may have come in contact with someone who is sick. Um, but we're still sharing meals together, but I'm keeping a safe distance. So I think you're okay to do that. Okay. Thanks. Okay. So I'm going to ask you guys, is anybody going to take my, uh, on Sunday, I'm going to do the polar bear challenge and Stephanie and I are going to stand on opposite sides of the pool and dive into the icy, icy <laughs> polar bear plunge. Anybody in this group up to jump on Sunday? I have to think about it. <laughs> oh, God. I, I think some alcohol is necessary. but Shrinkage. Shrinkage. <laughs> of what? I will have anything shrink. If, if cold water would make any of this shrink, I would make it. <laughs> my, pool, okay, well. my pool is padlocked. Uh, yeah, Nobody, well, that's what I was asking her yesterday is they padlocked the pools. And I think it's mostly because people are not behaving when they get in the pool. One place said chlorine is a great killer of the, of the virus, which who even knows if it is. But Please. if you're frolicking in the pool on the other side of the pool, it can't be any worse than keeping six foot distance at the dinner table. I would imagine. I would imagine. But no playing boards, yeah. no, no touching, no messing around. Right. No Marco Polo? From a distance. <laughs> okay. No giant pool parties, but yeah, you're no. pretty safe to get in a pool. Two people in a 30-foot pool, except I think you're okay. I think All you're right. okay. We closed our condo association pool just because there was guidance to do so, but people are still laying uh, by the pool, and I don't think anybody would turn anyone in or call the police if 
a couple of people jumped in the pool. Well, there was a big drunken party at Stephanie's complex pool uh, night before last with about 15 people, not all from the park. So now you can't even bring people into the park if you don't leave there and they locked up the pool. So Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, people, thank you, John. Thank you for, it's nice to see all y'all's faces. Yeah. I'm, I'm Can I go everybody. through a couple of things uh, yes. from, our, uh, from our this week and I Love Gay Palm Springs? Absolutely. Laura, if you need to leave us, we completely understand. You need to get on the road. Uh, yeah, I'm going to drive and get down there. All right. Yeah, thank, thank you so much for everything you do. You bet. I'd love to talk to you guys soon, I hope. All right. Okay. Dr. Barra Rush. Bye, honey. Yay. Yay. Is that applause? Oh, she's back. Oh, she's gone. Okay. Right. She got her applause. I'm telling you, there was a fly swarming my head the whole time. I saw crazy. that. We're still on. Are we not still on? Yeah, yeah. we are. <laughs> Jimmy, um, if you'll hang on for just a second, too, and you can maybe preview a couple of things you have coming up today. Uh, Jimmy is doing uh, an incredible job with the uh, Coachella Valley Independent, cvindependent.com, in uh, providing us with a, a daily email update. Um, I'm republishing that on Gay Desert Guide uh, in our bookmarks section. Um, if anybody uh, needs to find it there, they can as well. Um, as you can imagine, there's, there's not a lot going on, but a few things people should be reminded about. Um, we've got a, on our uh, email and class and our blog that will be out just in a few minutes, um, a reminder that the um, FAQ webpage for the city is out there, and there is a non-emergency number from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. that the city has put out. Um, a couple of days ago, uh, Jimmy and I both put out an appeal on behalf of Desert AIDS Project and their new um, coronavirus uh, care uh, facility. They're looking to post um, funds to keep that going. Michael's House is open. Uh, they're providing outpatient treatment. Um, certainly during this time, mental health services and, uh, and, and those that are suffering from drug and alcohol abuse or addiction um, are going to be in need of services there. Uh, Jewish Family Services offering um, some telecare. And then I think the big thing that um, we do well on Gay Desert Guide with our uh, food and uh, our dine and sip section is letting people know where you can get food for carryout and where you can get food for delivery. We're working with the Greater Coachella Valley Chamber of Commerce, the uh, CVB, the Convention and Visitors Bureau, and the Palm Springs Chamber of Commerce. Jeff Dean and Jones has done a great job totally. um, helping put that all together. And we're um, uh, kind of coalescing all that information together, and it's on our Dine and Sip page on Gay Desert Guide. So keeping up with all of that um, is you know, kind of what we're up for. Um, two things that we would like you to do while you are away. One is there is a survey done by Community Marketing and Insights, CMI. It's the LGBTQ community survey. It's like uh, the gay census. Think of it as the gay census. And we have a link on our website. There's banner ads running on our website. I'd like everybody to take a couple of minutes and take that survey. It's about a 10 or 15 minute survey. It does make a difference when um, government, corporations, local businesses are all trying to figure out our uh, habits, everything from uh, how we perceive the word LGBTQAI plus, et cetera, to um, 
how much we drink, uh, what kind of cars we buy, et cetera. So it's consumer behavior as well as attitudes about um, how we feel things are going in our community, uh, how much effect the government's, uh, um, you know, our current government, what kind of effect that's had on our attitudes, et cetera. So I invite you to take that survey. And also the census is really important to make sure that you're participating in the census. Everybody should have gotten something in the mail about that where you can participate with an online survey before they have to mail it out. I would definitely suggest um, you do that as well. And let me add in something, Brad. If you didn't receive something, you can still go online to census.gov and fill it out. If for some reason it didn't come in the mail, it's possible they don't have your new address or whatever, still go online and do it. This is vitally important. Once things get back to normal, this determines how much money from the federal government California gets. California is right on the borderline where we might actually lose a congressional seat if, if, we, if not enough people fill this out. So definitely go either fill out a piece of paper or go on to census.gov, whether or not you got a piece of mail and fill out the census is vitally important. Good. Good. We have time to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yes, we do. This is, this is what everybody should be signing up for. It's um, the Coachella Valley Independent Daily Digest. That was yeah. yesterday's. All of this stuff is really informative. You're doing it's a great, really great job, Tim. Jimmy. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I look forward to it. So it keeps me connected to what's going on. You're doing a, yeah. a, a journeyman's job with your ink-stained hands, you journalist. Thank you. And speaking of ink, if I can throw in one more thing, um, for those people who do like print, we actually did do an April print edition yeah, with yeah, the toilet paper roll oh, on there. Um, can, we on the your, print, can we use the Coachella Valley? If you get desperate, I will, I will allow it. If you get desperate, I will allow it. Just please don't use page three because that has my column on it. That would be offensive. <laughs> but, um, you know, a lot of the places that we distribute these are obviously closed. Um, we're at all the Albertsons locations, we're at Whole Foods, we're at various other places around town. Actually, later today at cvindependent.com, if you want us to mail one, um, we're going to actually have a page up where you can mail one. We'll be using gloved hands and all the precautions. I'm not joking about that, by the way. We're going to take every precaution we can to make sure that this paper comes to you safe. We're asking people to pay $5 for a copy. If you can't, let me know. Send me an email and we'll mail you one anyway. Because I nice. think this is going to be one of those papers that we look back on when this is all said and done as almost a souvenir of, wow, look at what happened when that, when everything went down with the pandemic. So, yes. Yeah. You know, we're all, I mean, just, just in terms, Jimmy, you and I are advertising based and certainly um, in this model, um, what we've felt is what all of our businesses, our local businesses have, uh, have felt as well. It's just that the spigot was immediately turned off. Uh, you and I, but obviously all these businesses, all of our businesses closed, um, or they've had to make some drastic cuts and just kind of go into survival mode. Our, our restaurants, you know, even, um, even those restaurants that are doing carryout and delivery, um, you know, the, the, the amount of money that they're making every day isn't really most for many of them is just barely keeping the lights on. If, if that, if that, yes. It, you know, so I, I think a lot of us had a stockpile of food, and I'm hoping that um, the number of people that order out will continue to go up for our local restaurants. Um, even if you just do something small, like get a salad to go or, uh, you know, get a bottle of wine that's on special at a place, maybe something like that. 
um, anything is going to help um, some of these restaurants. There's, there was a statistic that upwards of 75% of our independent restaurants may not survive this crisis. Yeah, 75%? Nationally, and, um, and, and that's a very scary proposition. We probably, um, maybe, we may be in a little better shape out here, um, uh, only because, you know, we, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm hoping well, Pert, I think something that we kind of have is we're used to a dry time of the year, yeah. right? So this may extend that, but we do already have a few creative ways, both our restaurants, all of our businesses, to deal with a time of year where our clientele and our business is markedly lower. So hopefully we can use some of those skills to help us out, but never anything like this where everyone is in the same boat. You know, when we have a national, we have a national, uh, uh, a natural disaster, it always points out who is going to fall through the cracks in society. Yeah. But in this one, the crack has opened up and everybody is falling yeah. through. It's and a big ass sinkhole right now. Yeah, it really is. Oh, on that bombshell. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> you know, That's even the real estate industry has created a, coronavirus hardship form and we were one day from closing escrow on Saturday and the client filed a coronavirus hardship form and postponed the closing by 30 days and hopefully things will look a little bit better 30 days from now and they'll still want that condo but we can't do an open house I can't even show a, a unit I can't there's nothing so everybody everybody is having to find a way to walk with a different canter and yeah. turn a little side eye to their approach. We will get through it. And we yeah. have our entertainers helping us out do that. Um, our uh, musicians like at the, the Purple Room, Keisha D was performing a virtual concert last week. Uh, Tommy Dodson, Studio 111's uh, piano, pianist, was uh, doing his concert from his home on Facebook Live. Ron Pass from Stacey's and other places is doing his regular Sunday hours, so you can kind of connect in a way uh, that's a little different than you're used to, but if you have a, a bottle in your bar, you can be at the piano bar, just at, at your bar. Well, and I've been trying to do that as well yes. from my little house. You're doing a great, I love your cooking videos. Well, how did I wind up cooking? Well, you know what I like about the cooking videos? I'm not on them. <laughs> no, I like you on them. But I know, but your morning, yeah. your morning, whatever that you make. Thank you. But Shan, your face makes me happy. Uh, of course, so does your food, so it's all good. So good. Well, guys, thank you for everything you do. Go to uh, GayDesertGuide.com and, and sign up for Brad's newsletter that's going to be coming out today. He'll also link you to the CV Independent, uh, which is uh, Jimmy Bogle's publication, which you can also get in, uh, in real paper, which you may need. I want one. Yeah, I want one too. All right. You'll get him. You'll get him. Shankar, mwah, love you to pieces. Bye, guys. We'll see ya. Oh, see ya. Unmute, Brad. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you. See you guys. Thanks for listening to the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. Like us on Facebook at I Love Gay Palm Springs and on the homepage of GayDesertGuide.com.